0: This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Liz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Oh my gosh. Are you ready to rock an amazing episode today?
1: Yeah, I'm pumped. It's going to be a good one.
0: When I went to the bathroom, side note, I put my yoni egg in. It's like, boop, this is going to make me more creative and more channeled in my episode today.
1: That's so freaking funny. I went to the bathroom and was like, can they hear me? Like the door is right there. (laughs) Like, is is this audible out there? Oh, well, like...
0: Oh my God. I remember when I was like first recording episodes and Matt like intentionally peed with a door open and like the echo like went upstairs. And I'm like, this is what happens when you live in a small house.
1: Like, yeah. And when you work from home, like that's part of the adventure. It's part of the fun. If I listen to podcasts that I know are like recorded in houses or like these women are like working from places that are like, family homes and I don't hear weird background noise, I'm like, this is inauthentic. I can't listen to this. <laughs> if I don't hear your dog or the mailman bringing the doorbell, we have an issue. Right? Like we need to talk to. about this. You're not being real.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's a good segue because we're about to talk about some real deal open honesty
1: in our business. Yeah. It's about to get a little bit Vulnerable in here,
0: a little bit open and honest, a little bit real, but
1: like wouldn't have it any other way. That's how our business. That's that's why businesses grow, right? Mm-hmm. Like that open and that honesty is what makes people so attractive. It what it's what makes people coming back. Like nobody wants a robot or a, like, a robot. No one wants a robot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do we even begin this conversation? I feel like there's so many rabbit holes we could go down and talking about
1: this, but like, I we-, we should let them know first what we're planning on talking about today and where this question came from, and then we can talk about it.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, we're talking about energy vampires. I'm really excited about this, actually. So we did a post on the Insta story just asking you guys out there what you wanted more of and what particular questions you had for us before we recorded this episode. And somebody posted, how do you deal with energy vampires in your business and in your personal life? And I was like, hell yes, let's talk about that.
1: So relevant every day. <laughs> every day you'll find an energy vampire if you're working in the online space. It's part, I feel like it's part of the growing process. It's also really flattering.
0: Mm. oh it's interesting you feel like it's flattering
1: it's definitely flattering someone wants to be in your space someone wants to be a part of your energy someone wants to learn and grow from Mm -hmm. you like that's a beautiful gift See, energy energy vampires are beautiful people
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it's just interesting you phrase it that way because I feel like for me I don't I don't see it as I'm so special that they're connecting and wanting more of my content. I actually see it as that's on you, girl. That's how you show up everywhere. Like these are the women who like milk everything everywhere for what it's worth. And it's not about in my perception, it's not about me. It's just that's how they are as people. They're beautiful people. I love the energy vampires, yeah. but I'm not here for it.
1: I like I think the reason why I kind of take that approach is I think that part of them is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like that. Like I'm not the milky type. Like I'm very much like if you tell me this is what I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it, and then I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna walk away. I have so much like respect for people who are just like, can I have a little bit more? Like, can I push your boundary? Because I would never do that. Right. (laughs) I'm like, I got what's on the sales page. It's good. I'm gonna walk away now.
0: I've had that problem a couple of times where people are like, I got what's on the sales page, but I also want this, this, and this. Where do I get that? So maybe we should first like explain to our audience what an energy vampire is, because I did actually not know this terminology until a couple of months ago. Um, so Corlin, why don't you describe in your opinion, what is an energy vampire?
1: Yeah, so... To me, energy vampires are people who come and take, 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 and never give back. Like it's not an equal exchange of energy from one person to another. That's kind of how I've defined energy vampire, whether that's like in business or in a personal relationship or in your relationship with yourself, right? We all have habits and stuff like that that are energy vampires for our own beings. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of my definition is anything that takes more than it gives or like it's not an equal energy exchange. Yeah, Uh, you know, someone sliding into your DMs with like a 10 minute voice message that they want you to listen to. And you're like, I don't even know your name yet. I'm like (laughs) energy vampire.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's like energy vampires can be people who have paid you, people who have not paid you. They could be friends. They could be strangers. It's literally anytime for me, I think it's anytime I feel violated or taken advantage of, right? And that in the beginning of business happened all the fucking time. It doesn't happen anymore because I can protect my energy and not let those people affect me, but those people still exist. And I think when we grow businesses hoping that one day those people won't be there or we have to do things a certain way so that those people aren't there, that's never going to happen, right? The reality is these people are everywhere and we have to learn how to love them and work with them rather than trying to run away from them all the time
1: yeah we were talking you know just before we jumped on here and the common denominator in every energy vampire situation is the self it's you it's me it's right like that's the only part of this equation that you really can control or that you have any amount of control over so realizing that too that like if you're consistently attracting energy vampires or like that's who's coming in like there's a mirror that you need to look in somewhere like that's a really big part of Of energy vampirism is like part some of us allow that into our space I am that person I am so that person I'm like I love you so much let me give you everything and now I have nothing left for myself
0: wait so let's talk about examples I think it'd be really cool before we go into anything like let's just share in our experiences some of the energy vampire-esque moments that we've had and um yeah, because I think that'd be really helpful for women out there just to be like, "Oh, me too. That's happened," or not bet you crazy," but probably a lot of "me too's." But go ahead, you go first. Tell me. I go what first. You... I mean, I gotta go first.
1: You go first. I, I feel got like a list got of lots. Them in the journal. Got
0: lots, yeah. So okay, in the beginning, um, you know, it's so it's it's interesting because this is like, you know, we have people just as an example who. Um, we'll send a lot of messages over and over and over again and feel like our customer service isn't responding fast enough. I feel like that's a great example of an energy vampire when we let it bother us because reality is, you know, we're a small team and we respond one to two business days during the week. And sometimes that's not quick enough for people and they'll shoot back and get angry or upset. And we let that get to us sometimes. Like we let it bother us. Um, that's a beautiful example when somebody's crossing the boundary of time. Uh, I think also, too, when people are crossing the boundary of direct connection. Mm. And this is something like, my sister even does this to me where we'll hang out for like two hours and then she'll complain. I wish I had more time with you. I wish we did this. I wish we did that. And I'm over here like, dude, those two hours were exhausting. I need a fucking nap. And you want more from me? And then I feel taken advantage of, right? I'm like, I think we all have that sister. I love my sisters, but still. Uh, And then energy vampires in business, I feel like the big one that comes up for me is the um the people who start to comment and respond and engage and interact but who haven't actually made an investment or who have backed out on their investment or who have made the decision to be customers and then default on their payments, those people tend to really drag me out or reduce my energy because I let it get to me. Right. And that's the again common denominator, right? I let it get to me.
1: Right. None of these things matter if you don't fester on them, right? Like energy vampires exist because we give them the space yeah. that without our space, without our attention, without our thought, like energy vampires don't exist. We wouldn't be having this conversation. So like, it's such a beautiful thing for those of you guys listening who are like, how do I get rid of the energy vampires? Like it starts with you. And Lauren and I are right there with you. Like, (laughs) Right. We are learning the boundaries. Um, There's this, okay. There's this really funny story. It's like, it's like an old tale, but I found, I find it profound every time I tell it. So there's these two monks and they're on their silent walk. So every day, these two monks walk side by side, um, probably about 10 miles from one destination to another. And they have to do it in silence. It's part of their reflection of being a monk. And on their walk, they find this girl who's wearing these beautiful heels. And the road in front of her has flooded. So she doesn't want to go through the water to get across the street, but she needs to get across the street. And so monks are not supposed to touch women. They're not supposed to interact. And they're also supposed to be in silence. But one of the monks decides that he's going to help this woman out. he's going to pick her up And so he picks her up and without talking and puts her across the street and just sets her there and then continues on his walk. Just about when they got to the end of their 10 mile journey, the one monk looks at the other monk and says, um, (laughs) he says, you know, we really probably shouldn't have picked that woman up and helped her across the road. And the other monk looks at him and goes, you're still carrying her around. I left her back in the town. Oh, my God. Oh and that's an energy vampire. So we are our own energy vampires by worrying about the customer service, right? By worrying about, like, should I have done that? Will someone judge me? Like, we're the energy vampire. Like, just like the monk, right? He, the one left him in town. The other one's stressed about it for a 10-mile walk. we're going to get in trouble, Right? Like we're gonna be in so much shit. And the other guy's just like, dude, she's back there in the town. Like, when are you talking about? That's one of my all-time favorite, like little I don't even know where I read that. That reminds me of um, I'm gonna give you another one on the back end of that
0: that always sticks with me. It's this idea of I have a gift and I give it to you and you do not accept it. Who has the gift? I do, right? if I have a gift and I give it to you, but you don't accept it, who has the gift? I do. Right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing for anger. It's the same thing for blame. It's the same thing for expectations. If I put all of this on you and you choose not to receive it, I don't have it. You don't have it. And it's still with me, right? Like, and that's, it's so funny because we're recording, before we press play on this, I was like, "Oh my God, we're going to gossip. We're going to tell them all of these terrible things that it happened <laughs> We're going to like really open this ship, But I think the reality of what has naturally just come out of our mouths is like, it's about you taking ownership, right? Like you have to be able to say, "No, I am not going to let my boundaries down, and I'm not going to let myself be affected by things that have nothing to do with me."
1: Yeah. One of the like exercises that I did for myself a little while back when I started doing um, some shadow work was like, where do I not have boundaries? Mm. Like where have I not defined acceptable boundaries for myself? Whether that's in my relationship with my mom, whether that's in my relationship with my partner, truthfully, whether that's in my relationship with you or Matt or faith and this business, like what are my boundaries? Right. And then creating rules that show you what those boundaries are so i will not answer my phone for work after 6 p.m right that's obviously not true i do that all the time (laughs) but like that was a rule that i wrote down right so giving yourself a set of rules so that when that energy vampire comes in you can be like i don't answer voice modes that are longer than two minutes let Mm -hmm. it go no longer yours
0: and also too like i think what's really coming up for me here is that it's okay to put that boundary in place whenever you recognize that it needs to be there. So like I had this incident recently where there was a, an older customer, someone who I had worked with years ago. She felt entitled to still connect with me, even though our contract had ended and I've been so busy. We've been traveling. I haven't gotten a minute to respond. And her expectation was the minute I messaged Lauren, she should respond because that's what she used to do when we worked together. And I didn't do it. And it triggered the fuck out of her. She was like, where are you? You're not answering me. And if I just keep that boundary up, I will be able to recondition our relationship for her to know. And it may take some time. It may take, you know, a couple of experiences, but I can recondition our dynamics so that she knows that that's a non-negotiable patterned behavior for me, that I'm not going to answer right away, that I am going to take time on the weekends, that I'm not going to check my Voxer message in between work sessions, right? Like you can actually set those boundaries at any time and it just takes a moment for people to adjust.
1: Yeah. One of the really hard, I don't know if this relates, but it's coming up for, so I'll share it. Like one of the really hard lessons that I've heard in my lifetime or that I've, I've really just learned the hard way is that people treat you how you teach them to treat you. And I learned this in an abusive relationship, but he was really a reflection of my inner state of mind and how I was talking to myself. He just reflected that back to me, right? So I think it's so unbelievably important to ask yourself, like, how am I teaching people to treat me? And expect pushback when you try to teach them something different. Like if if you've been a doormat your whole life, which I was a doormat for a really long time, like people pleaser number one over here, When you start setting boundaries and saying no and being like, I'm not available for that, people are going to get uncomfortable. People are going to be angry. Again, you decide if you take that on or not. You can pick that up in town and carry it with you on your 10 kilometer mile hike, whatever, or you can fucking leave it there. That's your choice. (laughs) Um, I
0: remember like a while back when I started to have like a lot of clients and I had a lot of messages coming into my inbox. I felt so obligated to respond to people. Yeah. And at one point I asked myself, why? Right? Like, why do I feel this way? And is this really true? And the reality is, I think that we create our own unhealthy lack of boundaries by not really defining what we want for ourselves and our lifestyle and our business. So for me, I was like I want to fucking make money, right? So, of course, with that idea, I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm going to welcome every single opportunity in my inbox. I'm going to respond in a really quick fashion. But if my ultimate outcome is I want to make money, but I also want to have a beautiful life and I want to be able to have freedom and opportunity of time, then I'll be able to say, you know what? I don't need to respond to these things. So like your your vision of what you want to create in life it's so important to create intentional boundaries related to that or else you get so lost.
1: Yeah, I think it's is it Lee from America who talks about like how can you imagine her inbox? Like I just can't even imagine what her inbox is. She
0: just went like. on an Instagram hiatus for like a fucking month and yeah. I'm over here like grieving. Like I, I know,
1: I know. I her stuff here's the thing too, is like social media platforms in general are, they're meant to be addictive. They're designed to take up your time, right? So it's, it goes back to that boundary of like, how much time am I willing to spend here each day? How much time am I willing to live in my inbox? And like, give yourself that boundary. I'm willing to spend 20 minutes a day answering my DMs, like put that in place and know that if you did that, then you, you feel accomplished or like, that's part of what makes you successful, right? Like give yourself a rule and I stick to an it. I had an idea. Okay. That's not a brilliant idea.
0: Every single month we should be setting a new boundary test.
1: Oh my God. Like
0: we should play with boundaries. Like, did you see Catherine just did something where she got a bunch of new followers from like a viral video that just went out. And so she was getting like nasty comments and she's like, all right, new test. I'm going to put all my comments off. I'm going to disconnect the ability for anybody to message me. So she shut that shit down for a week to like test herself. And I feel like maybe we should do this. Maybe every month we should be like, what's the boundary test? And we should come up with a new way of like stretching our belief around boundaries.
1: Beautiful. And so necessary. Like if we're not stretching, no one else is going to stretch us. Mm -hmm. like that's the reality like no one's gonna set our boundaries for us no one's no one's gonna like pat us on the back when we only are on Instagram for one hour like it's you have to do it yourself Mm -hmm.
0: so wait why do you think why do you think you allowed energy vampires in
1: I think it was a deep desire to be loved and seen and I thought that all attention was good attention you know Mm. and it's not It's, it's really not there. There are some people and I love all you. I really do love people, but there are some people on this planet who are not deserving of your attention. People who have mistrusted you or, you know, lied to you in the past. Like I have hard boundaries around that. Not everybody does, but I now do. Um, Mm -hmm so for me, I think the reason why I was like that, I had a deep desire to make everybody happy. Like people, please are number one. And number two, I'm a Leo guys, Leo sun, moon and rising. So like center stage for me, people wanting to talk to me, like that to me was exciting. So I'm like, yes, let me give you all of me. Let me show up for you. Um, and it, it's, it's, I don't know, depending on your human design, that's probably exhausting. Sometimes it is for me, sometimes it's not.
0: Well, I can't, I mean, for, for me, like if I'm working with a large group of women at a time and I don't give myself space, I get so burnt out. Like I'm, I am, I feel a little extroverted, but I'm also like, I need a nap. (laughs) Like I really, I need a nap after I'm tired. Um, and so I think also too, it's not just being aware that boundaries aren't from a space of saying I'm better than you or I need more than you, or, you know, I'm on a higher pedestal than you. I think what it really is is like a health wellness element of like I, in order for me to be healthy and well, I need to put this firm line in the sand of like, I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to respond right away or I'm not going to engage with somebody on particular topics. Like When I get DMs, I used to get DMs in my inbox and I was like, oh my God, a customer, right? Like, let me do that. Now I can't, I can't do that because it doesn't feel good anymore. It feels like my energy should be somewhere else and I'm, I'm working on other things. And like, I had to be okay with that, right? Like I had to be able to say, okay, the old way of doing business and responding to everybody doesn't serve me in this new level, in this new season I'm in. Um, And that adaptability is necessary. But again, it's always about health and wellness. It's so that I can be the best for who I need to
1: serve. Right. And I think, you know, just kind of building off that it's going to be different for everybody like just because your boundary is, you know, that you don't live in your inbox doesn't mean that that's not the right boundary for someone else, right? Like someone else might really thrive in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I really thrive when people comment on my things and I get to engage and have that conversation, right? So my boundaries are going to look different. So, you know, as women and especially as like entrepreneur in this space, we we can fall back into that, like comparisonitis, like I should, I shouldn't, I can, I can't game. And it's so unbelievably important to note that like, just like your business is different, just like you're different, your boundaries are going to be wildly different and only you get to choose what they are. Like that is your personal choice and decision. That's not for anybody else to judge. Um,
0: So, So what are some of your boundaries right now? Like, do you have ones that you're working on?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely have boundaries in like my relationship. I'm working on right now like a lot of a lot of people know that I just ended um a two and a half year engagement and so I'm trying to be really really intentional with how and when I communicate with him Mm -hmm. and what is part of those messages because we are we are continuing to talk we are being friends we are being supportive there was no crazy blow up so I'm learning in that process of like what's okay to say what's not like What's flirtatious? What's not flirtatious? Right? Like all of these different things that I'm having to put in place, um, and then here in the workplace, like there's always boundaries that we have to talk about. You and I are talking about boundaries all the time with this transition, like yeah, like it, it's a topic of conversation every day. But it's healthy
0: communication, right? Because it's not like we we've never Corlin. I don't I don't think you've ever felt this way, but like, I've never felt like my boundaries were being crossed, but I do think that we show up to have open dialogue around our boundaries, which prevents that from ever being an issue. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's so unbelievable. Like I'm so happy you said that because it's such a big, important piece of the puzzle. If you're someone who is very loosey goosey with their boundaries and looking to implement them with your loved ones and with your family, you don't need to justify why you're doing something, but there is an amount of respect in telling someone why you might be behaving a certain way, mm. right? When I was setting boundaries with my mom, I was like, look, I'm not going to be coming here every weekend because I feel exhausted when I leave. Um, it's not that I don't love you any less. I just need to protect my energy and we'll have a better relationship down the road. Mm. And she was like, okay, if I just stop showing up at her house all the time, mm. that cool. would have
0: been off Or even worse, like when I tried to set boundaries with someone in my family the very first time I ever did it, it was like, I am so low vibration around you, so I have to stop being around you. And like, not exactly the right way to do it. (laughs) Like, You said that? Yeah, I I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, you exhaust me, goodbye.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: I didn't know. (laughs) But like when I did have a conversation with my mom, the first year of growing my business, I remember I called her and I was like, mom, look, I love you so much, but I cannot talk to you about business anymore because every time I talk to you, I doubt myself and I really need to make this work. Right. Yeah. So boundaries and conversation is good.
1: Yeah. And those conversations in general, like follow that rule of thumb of like delivering bad news, like good news, bad news, good news. Like it's a sandwich guys. So I love you so much. I love you so much. I no longer want to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> down the road. This is going to help us, right?
0: <laughs> Your hair looks beautiful today. <laughs>
1: right. Good news, bad news, good news. And know you, like the word you, I find when you're having conversations with people who mean a lot to you is so triggering. Like you make, like you said, right? Like you make me feel low vibe, like (laughs) take ownership.
0: You Um, make me want to stab my eyes with a fork.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You make me want to hurt. Like take ownership, use I language, I feel, I need, I want. Take the ownership off of them. That's so important when you're setting new boundaries.
0: And also too, like, I think sometimes you can set boundaries in a, a non-direct way, but in a general way. So like if, for example, um, a year ago I had this client, I love that I could talk about this stuff because it's like far gone, right? And I've had so many clients, so it's okay to share this. Uh, are you taking an Instagram right now?
1: Well, duh.
0: Did you could do a boomerang. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. I know. Um, sorry. Dude. <laughs> I love how like every piece of business is an opportunity to be documented, but it's and so also the laugh. I know it's so fun. Okay, you're so- not having
1: fun in your business, you're doing it wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when I was working with this woman, one of the parts of being able to work with me. Like one of the features is, you know, people get boxer access to me, right?
1: And I I never
0: said to anybody, like, because I didn't think I needed to say it, but like, you may not want to send me 10 minute audio messages, right? Like that's not really an efficient use of time. I never said that because I didn't think I had to, but like, lo and behold, this one woman was sending me 10 minute messages. And so I could have turned around and said, hey, you're doing this and you need to stop. And that wouldn't have been helpful because she would have immediately felt embarrassed. It would have immediately just, you know, discredited our coaching relationship. So rather than making it about her, I took three days to respond and I responded back and said, hey, I don't check messages on the weekends and I didn't listen to this whole thing. I scrolled through to the end, but it sounds like X, Y, and Z, right? So, like, what did that teacher taught her that I wasn't going to listen to a 10-minute message? I didn't have to say it. She kind of figured it out. And going forward, she got to the point. So you she can train
1: Yeah. Yeah. Clear and concise, always. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah, I, I had the same challenge with boxer. I did not handle it as gracefully as you did. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? Were you like, bitch, stop talking to me? No, no, not at all. These are clients, right? They're paying clients. They're people who I'm like having energy exchange from. Yeah. So I would essentially, I would do the same thing. I'd listen to the last one, and then I'd get on the call, and they'd be like, "I filled you in on Boxer," and I was like, "Sorry, I only listened to the last one." So you got to fill me in on the details in the middle, and then we resume our coaching from there. I mean, I meet with them every week. What could possibly happen between Tuesday and Tuesday?
0: No, but that's really good. And also, too, this other element: people who drain our energy also tend to not trust themselves, so they're clinging on to you because they don't have certainty within themselves, right? So when somebody needs you in your, in their presence to have a good time or she needs you to respond for her to feel validated, she's looking outside of herself, and that's a habit that needs to be corrected in the coaching relationship, right, by bringing that to her awareness and then walking her through some reconditioning work. So I actually mm-hmm. really love that you do that. I think that was a really beautiful way to do it.
1: Yeah, I think too, like when that is being presented to you, like that's because you've left an opening mm. for that, right? Because everyone knows that, every, like you're a mirror for everybody. Everybody is just reflecting your shit back to you. So like every time someone triggers me now, whether that's like pushing, um, you know, like a 10 minute thing on Boxer, that's because I've done that before. Like that's where the trigger comes from, right? Like mm. that's because like an old part of you is being seen that like you're having a hard time with. So one of the things that I do is like, okay, why is this triggering me? How is this about me and not about them? And where can I be better? Like, it's all coming from our own perception, right? Everything is our perception on the planet. So as much as people want to say that like Leo's are super conceited and we only think about ourselves, like, I'm sorry, but it's about ourselves. Like, I didn't know people said that. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's a total Leo thing. They're like, Super conceited. But like at the end of the day, you really only understand your own brain and you only have control over your own perceptions. So mm. anything that's triggering you is about you. It yeah. is about you. Right. Um so true. So yeah, when they're reflecting that back to you, I like, yes, set that boundary. Like you and I gave two beautiful examples there. Mm. And then be like, okay, wait, background check. What can I do about this? Background <laughs> check.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent, right? Because I think the moral of the story is you let these people bother you. Why? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, where is it coming from that you get annoyed or you get frustrated or you get discouraged or you get triggered, whatever the word is, right? I used to get really pissed off when people would get mad about me not answering a DM, right? Or like not responding in a timely fashion. But the question isn't, how do I stop them? The question really is, why is this bothering me? Why am I letting this in and, and what do I have to believe in order to not let it in? Right? right. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. I came across this in the network marketing space because I, you know, I've tried a couple of different network marketing outlets and one of the things that always came up for me is I'd bring on these new clients who are monthly enrolled or whatever, and you get like your 15 or 20% commission, but then they're in your inbox every single day. And I had to ask myself, why is this so triggering? I want to show up to serve these women. I want to show up. I know the product works. So why am I so triggered? And when I really looked at it, it was like it wasn't an equal energy exchange for what I was being paid, which is why, you know, when whenever I work with anyone who's doing network marketing, I always recommend a group setting and less one-on-one because you need to serve as many people with as little time as possible because you're not making enough money to service everybody all day damn day long. Like, pardon my language, but you're not.
0: (laughs) Network marketing is a huge place for energy vampires because people are in a position where they feel, they've been conditioned, I think, by their upline to believe that they have to constantly be there for the people that are buying from them. And that's not true at all, right? Like, I don't think that Target has to have a nightly phone call with me because I bought an ice pack from their supermarket, right? Like, just because you buy one thing doesn't mean that that person is going to be end of the world responsible for you. I don't know. That was what came up in my mind, an ice pack from Target. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Now I really want nightly phone calls with Target. Like, <laughs> How are you loving your ice pack? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a lack mentality coming from like, your upline and mm-hmm. Lauren and I both love network marketing. We both participated in them, right? We're not slamming it. It's just you need to have really clearly defined boundaries when you're working in a network marketing space. Like, this is a perfect area of conversation for this because the compensation, depending on the company that you're with, is not high enough for you to be taking one on one time every day, right? Really? Um,
0: also say something, not to interrupt you, but like how you show up one way is how you show up everywhere, right? So like mm-hmm. if you're attracting people in your business that are sucking your energy, you're probably overgiving in every area of your life, right? Yeah. Like overgiving. That's my story.
1: I overgive a little bit too much. I'm an overgiver too. And I think my like The thing that literally my like heart just keeps screaming at me right now is like the only energy vampire in any situation is yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. because you're allowing it to be that, like you are giving them your energy and your space. Um, Yeah. Because at at the end of the day, it's up to you. Every, every conversation, every choice energy, every suck of energy, um, is a decision that you make. Um, and it all comes back to you
0: fucking love it. I think that's a really good place to
1: sign off today. I think
0: so too. I love you. We got to do more of these. These are super fun.
1: Yeah. Guys, if you're loving this episode, um, let us know on Instagram if you want more like this by tagging us um, at Badass Business Babe. You can tag our individuals too at the Lauren Elizabeth Love and at the Coraline Hazelwood. We want to know. We want to know that you're listening. We want to screw up our boundaries a little bit and send you some love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Let's, let's screw up our boundaries. Just, you know, DM us. Tell us how much you love this. No, but really screenshot, tag us, do all the things. We, we love you guys.
1: Out Right. Um, that's so important to say, I think after like a conversation too, it's like, we love you guys. Like we love hearing from you. I love being in the inbox with you guys. I love answering your messages. So don't stop. You're not like, this is about people who overstep. You guys are just yes. beautiful community supporters I and mean, we you make this thing run. So thank you. We love you.
0: Yes, 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 hundred percent. And also guys too, like I, I I could maybe make a little paragraph speech here, but I fucking love you and I love being reached out to and connected with and saying hi. And I've been able to do the inner work on myself where as I show up and as I give, I don't judge it, right? So when I can respond, I respond. When I can't respond, I don't feel bad about it. And so yes, please. We love you. This was an episode about people who overstep, not you. (laughs) We love you guys. Love you guys.